On the Irish Rally podcast, we turn our attention to Barbados once more. Barbados Rally Carnival, of course, very much on the horizon for ourselves, the Irish Rally podcast. And there's a bit of news around that as well, because you'll see two ladies either side of me here on the screen. One is quite familiar to listeners and viewers of the Irish Rally podcast. It is, of course, our own Tony Kelly. Tony, you're very welcome. Lovely to be here, Kevin. Great to be chatting to you. And the other lady to the other side is Sarah Hall. How's things, Sarah? Yeah, great. Good to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And I suppose, I mean, from our listeners and viewers' point of view, they'd probably be a little bit more familiar with Tony, obviously. So I'll start with you. Um, do you want to tell us what's happening um, in Barbados and uh, why you two are, are teaming up? And maybe a little bit about your, your background as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's just beyond exciting um, to have some, hopefully, with, that's my cat. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Is she going as well? <laughs> She hasn't got a license. Um, <laughs> she keeps trying. Um, yeah, it's just so exciting to be going out there, really. Um, amazing location. A bit of sunshine in the winter for us as well from <laughs> the UK and Ireland will be quite nice, I'm sure, won't it, Shani? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I come from really personally a circuit racing background. I've been racing for a couple of years. Um on tarmac only, really. Um, I had, did have a go of a bit of um, autocross, so that was a bit uh, looser surface, which was quite fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think um, hopefully the idea is Tony's going to show me the ropes from a rallying perspective, and yeah, it's just going to be mega fun. Yeah, and of course, um, from a media point of view, you've got quite a portfolio built up at this stage. You've been involved for uh, for quite some time. Yeah, um, I've really been involved with motorsport for my whole life. Um, Following my dad's career, really, um, he started off with actually bikes, but then went into rallying, rallycross of various different disciplines. Um, and then he went into circuit racing as well in the last few years that he's raced. Um, so, yeah, I kind of followed that lead a little bit, but always been really interested in rallying and the cars. And there's always going to be a, a nice mix of stuff around, which I quite like. Um, a lot of circuit racing series is, are like the one I'm racing currently, so make grids which is really interested in its own right but to see such a mix of cars doing the same stages and, and events is really cool to see so that should be fun mm -hmm. tony you've been getting the itch for quite some time now in relation to a comeback so it's uh by hook or by crook it's happened do you want to tell us how yeah well do you know what it's kind of like uh everything in my my rally in life kevin it just kind of happens randomly um i was working on the ulster doing the, the live streaming with uh, HM Productions. And I got a phone call from um, Christopher Highlands one day just to say that, you know, there's a really interesting character going to be in the service area. Um, if, if, if you could arrange a chat, that would be great. And like those kinds of the phone calls happen all the time in terms of, um, you know, the live streaming and, and interviewing interesting people and kind of just people from all walks of, of motorsport life like um so I didn't kind of see it as anything differently you know um uh and spoke to Greg and had a great chat with Greg Cozier himself um at the service area 
uh, at the Ulster Rally and then that evening I got a text basically to, to ask would I go to Barbados or would I be interested and like you know there would obviously be a wee bit of apprehension in me in terms of not being in a rally car for like well over 10 years. Um, I actually did have to check EWRC to see when my last official rally was because it's been that long. So it's 12 years since I competed and I maybe was in the car once or twice after that, like testing or something like that. But, um, you know, I, bar the wee bit of fear that I had, it was just, as Sarah says, like it's such an unbelievable opportunity and it was an immediate yes because, you know, I have heard so much about Barbados um, over the years, randomly enough, like because I don't, I don't know too much about rallies outside of outside of Ireland, but for some reason Barbados genuinely has always caught my eye. Like I've always found it so fascinating that people get on a boat to go rallying, um, particularly over that side of the world, you know. Um, so as I say, speaking to Greg was exciting enough um, in itself, like to kind of hear a wee bit more about uh, Barbados and kind of the carnival and stuff. And then, as I said, when he when he asked. I definitely was just like absolutely like um and it's a BMW compact so like it's back wheel drive it's nothing that I'm used to so it's just you know to be going over there and kind of you know I think the attitude in Barbados is so laid back and it's all about the crack and enjoying the sport um I think that is all feeding into the the pros for me getting back in because I don't necessarily want to take it seriously anymore and to be driving a back wheel drive and stuff like that. And then for Sarah and I to be kind of teaching each other and helping each other out in each other's different disciplines and stuff. Like it's just, it's all about, to me, it's looking like it's all going away about the crack. Like, so um, I'm just, I couldn't say no, you know, so I'm, I'm super excited to get over there and get behind the wheel again. Yeah. It's a great way to, I suppose, reintroduce yourself into, the sport that you know let's let's be honest i suppose when you were go back what 10 11 12 years whenever it was you were quite serious about it you know and then i suppose you probably couldn't possibly have imagined that it would take maybe that length of time to get back again but whenever the opportunity comes up like this which is once in a lifetime of course and it's kind of in that laid back manner so it's sure it's ideal really isn't it exactly that like i mean i'm i'm so so lucky as you say like when I was rallying, it was very serious for me. I, I would be quite serious by nature anyway. So it's it's not, you know, I think the sport definitely adds to the seriousness, um, but it, it's definitely in my nature. But, you know, the lightheartedness and the fun around rallying is definitely something that I missed in my early days. And um, there was a time, it must be about five or six years ago now, again, I was offered a beautiful actually an incredible opportunity um to drive but at that time i actually said no and i was so humble to be asked but i kind of wasn't i wasn't ready or i wasn't able you know to kind of just at that point i didn't think that i could get into a car for a weekend and then let it go after that whereas as you say like there's just something about barbados that kind of seems to be playing into the whole like relaxed atmosphere and kind of you know just having fun with it again um mm. and i yeah so I, I think all of that together has definitely kind of um it's just enticed me so much and i mean as sarah says a wee bit of sunshine in november won't do anybody anywhere 
Absolutely, yeah, bit of vitamin D, and uh, and that's probably on the tamer side of things. There's much more serious <laughs> concoctions, I'd say, might enter the, the body as well. But Sarah, from your point of view, I guess um, you know Tony's mentioned she had a chat with Greg or whatever. How does this partnership then kind of um, develop? I suppose. So I was working um, for the last few years with uh, the BTRD Rally Cross Championship over here. <laughs> Um, and I was doing their presenting side of things for the TV coverage and a um, bit of media stuff for them. Um, so obviously got to meet a whole array of people in different disciplines as well as the rallycross, Greg being one of them. So um, he actually came over um, with another driver from Barbados a couple of years ago and did an event with us. So I met him then, kept in touch, um, basically kind of went from there. Yeah, Greg got in touch and said, you know, do you want to do you want to come over? We're running this. Um, and really the same as Tony, it didn't take long to say yes. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, all the different the different aspects that Tony's covered there, it's just it's not so much about the driving as, as much as that's a huge part of it. Um, kind of supposed to be the point of it. It's actually just going to be such a great experience. And I think the way the Barbados community is around rallying, I just think it's the perfect way for me, having never really rallied before, to have my first go at it in that such sort of chilled environment and just really enjoy the whole experience yeah and i suppose it's been labeled what the greatest rally holiday on earth and uh, i mean to have it go on across a couple of weekends you know you've got your sprints you've got the stage rally you've got a bit of rally cross there's something there for everyone and there's a bit of downtime as well to you know take it all in yeah i mean what more could you want like you know yeah it's a perfect scenario really isn't it Mm, exactly. absolutely ideal the other thing i was going to say in terms of greg i mean i've obviously been chatting to him a little bit off air and on air he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that adds two and two and gets five now he's fairly on the ball with stuff like so he saw this come together um and obviously you know he's uh he's very much in tune he knows what he wants to do i mean the cause that we've had um i wouldn't like to tell you what time it is but i wouldn't be up at that time myself i'd say <laughs> the man doesn't sleep at all he's just so driven and so you know methodical i think with everything and definitely very very energetic anyway from my experiences but from your phone calls um how, how have they gone are you getting that vibe as well yeah i think uh i probably agree with that he's exactly like you said i think he's really committed to making it making it happen and, and making it a really special event um an experience and it's not just a one or two day event like you say it's over the course of a couple of weekends with various different activities going on um I think you can you can hear from him his passion about it and it obviously means a lot to him and, and the community over there have got a real real passion and a drive for for rallying and everything to do with having fun with the the fun side of motorsport um so yeah i think they're all pretty committed to, to putting on a good show yeah tony yeah i would absolutely echo that like from the first moment that i spoke to greg like you can you can just see that he's like I think the word um that i have kind of put on him is, is a doer like he doesn't he makes stuff happen like um and he's so sort of laid back and casual about everything but he genuinely is like he he walks the walk as such um and anything that i've kind of um in any way that i've dealt with him so far and like you know as you just both have pointed out like the passion that he has and i think the thing that is really striking me the most actually about greg is his awareness of the community and family aspect of, you know, rallying and, and all motorsport in general can actually be quite selfish uh, because you have to dedicate so much of your time. And I think, you know, an awful lot of the time, family or friends or whatever kind of get left to the wayside because 
the sport requires so much off of you. And I think that's where this carnival um, and this week is actually so incredible because it genuinely is taking everybody into consideration. Like, you know, okay, not everybody's going to be able to do it, like, but anybody that's in motorsport can, can make things happen to a certain extent. So I think, like, the idea of being able to take your whole family away for a week at the end of the year and, like, celebrate the year you've had and thank them, you know, with the sun holiday when you get to even rally in yourself. Um, it's just a beautiful way to end the year, I think, and it's a really lovely way to spend time together, like, with your people or your family or whoever um and truly kind of um enjoy the sport together um and i think in general like even if you look back at the old rpm footage like you know the Bayesians just it all just seems like this massive community and we would know that anyway from our perspectives um and our own communities or our own um you know countries or whatever and like it is such a close-knit thing anyway um but over there it just seems to be like fun like fun is the main mm. thing which i think is such a hard thing to do it's trying to get that happy medium of of being serious and taking the sport seriously in terms of like safety and you know uh, respect for the amount of time and money and effort people have put in but also like let's not forget fun let's not forget to include everybody that makes this happen you know um so i think it's like i think they're they've done an incredible job and I would, I would be thinking that Greg has an awful lot to do with that because, as we said, his passion for the sport, but also his probably just his personal kind of approach to to, to life. You know, um, include everybody and make sure you're including fun. You know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So obviously, we mentioned the key dates on the last particular show, but it's important as well for anyone that I suppose is interested in getting there too. Be mindful of what those dates are which i'll give in a moment but just to go off on a, a little bit of a tangent there's been a few people that have actually commented underneath our social posts in relation to geez will we go will we go so it has garnered a bit of intrigue it seems and hopefully people follow through on um those uh, i suppose uh, intuitions or whatever so obviously if if someone wants to be there for both weekends the 11th of october is crucial in terms of uh, of getting the car away and then on the 8th of november if you're planning on competing for the second weekend that's when you got to be mindful about getting the car across so look um there's still there's still time there the i suppose the the entry and all is, is quite reasonable there's um, a lot of subsidy in in place and it's great to see the whole thing get that bit of backing um i was actually thinking maybe Maybe the government over here might have a chat with uh, some of the organisers of uh, of that, and we might have Rally Ireland for sure in the next couple of years here, Tony. But yeah, I mean, those are important to be to be mindful of those dates, aren't they? Ah, they are. Like we do, like you know, there's 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 not that long left, but at the same time, like most people that are rallying, um, you know, they are they're doers by nature anyway, so they can get things organised quite quickly, and they have the ways and means to get these things done. So like get your car onto a trailer and get it over um, to the boat in the UK by the 11th and then that's it. Like Greg and his team look after it from there and genuinely by the sounds of it, there's not one other thing that you need to worry about other than catching your flight. Like, um, And I think to be fair to them, they have made it so easy um, and Greg is so approachable himself. Like just give him a WhatsApp and arrange a call and he'll help you with absolutely everything. But you know, there have been so many people reaching out to me about, like, you know, the excitement about this event, like, and, and genuinely, like, the 
the intrigue is there like so many people are just this is probably the same as me years ago whenever i saw it um first as well but um as you say like if you have that gut inclination or that instinct is there to kind of want to go pick up the phone and just get in touch with greg or the podcaster or whoever and just make that first step like and we'll just it just means getting the car to the the you know the port um in the uk on the 11th or the 8th but like you've got another couple of weeks or a month or six weeks or whatever in between to actually plan yourself like you know just get the car there anyway and then everything else will fall into place mm-hmm uh, Sarah, obviously a few inquiries probably on your side too, and you've been very good at um, at spreading the, the gospel there. We're following you on Instagram, so fair play on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess there's people that have shown a bit of interest, yeah? Yeah, that's it. I've had a few conversations with people. Um, I think the only the only stumbling block for me is is I think people think it's a little bit unachievable because they just think, Papedos, that's amazing. Like, there's no way I could get there. And I'm like, no, it's so easy. But, you know, yeah. give them all the information, actually like tony was saying get the car there don't need to worry about anything else just get yourself there and it'll happen and you don't actually have to organize anything really so that's kind of the message i'm trying to put out is actually it is really easy you don't have to start organizing transport and everything else yourself it's all done yeah it's as late on as something can be i mm-hmm. mean in many ways it's uh I mean, what we what we waiting for kind of thing you know yeah, <laughs> i think if i had yeah. a car myself i'd uh, i'd have it gone by now but um yeah, like from both of your point of view then, so I said this to Tony off here a couple of weeks back, there's quite a lot of similarities in in both of you. So obviously from the competitor point of view, from the media point of view, I know Tony did driving school at one stage. I think you do a bit of instructing as well, Sarah. Do, yeah. Have you met your uh, twin? <laughs> and they, they, they used to say a brother from another mother is a sister from another mister or yeah, something like I that think is it? i think that's what we found isn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah it's mad though the similarities guys it's weird know. really isn't it but yeah. i guess you know things happen for a reason i always say so if we're going on this little adventure together it'll be really cool so that's yeah. it yeah yeah i mean it's it's all about like-minded people and again it's the community again like isn't it like and that's just where like bizarrely enough you know <laughs> It's not too often that there are women in this game, but to be able to do this with somebody um, that actually is a female and gets it from every same perspective, like, is unbelievable. Like, and and I think to be fair to Greg again, he's forward thinking there. I think he's aware of the fact that, like, I don't know of the history of of Barbados and um, their you know their competition or whatever, but like I know, like years ago, um, there's a, an unbelievable story behind Gabriel Connick. Like, um, she's a female driver that went over there a couple of times as well. And I think Greg spoke spoke about her as well, and and um, you know how she ended up like I think buying a house over there and stuff. Um, but getting women into the sport as well, like, and and making sure that women know that, like, come on, head, like we're mm. we're ready for you, like we're open to everybody and anybody like this is not a sport that's that's closed off to to people like um so i think yeah i think as i say i think greg was on the ball with um sort of spotting something as well that kind of needed to be looked at um and promoted and aki probably because he met me and he knows sarah for a few years he probably knew that the two personalities have worked well together as well so yeah i think like i think it's going to be such good crack um and as you say like there's just so many similarities that we just have so much stuff to to kind of bounce off each other with 
Yeah, yeah, I think it is a, a very shrewd move in fairness. And as you said earlier, he's not he's not flat tire in fairness to him. But <laughs> no. the, the landscape uh, is changing for the better when you mention women in motorsport. And Sarah, I'll bring you in on this because I know me and Tony would have had conversations, albeit probably not on air, about this whereby I guess when maybe when Tony was starting off, uh, it was still somewhat of a rarity. Yes, we're going back to the 80s, we've had female competitors for years, but now it's very much normalized it's not oh look there's a girl competing it's like sure geez there's a load of them and uh, i think that's uh, particularly pleasing and i'm sure it's the same for you across the pond yeah 100 percent. it's always been um we've always been a bit of a minority and you know what we always will be to a degree for me the equality side of it isn't 50 50 split men and women it's, it's just probably never going to be that way more men like more sport than women do and, and that's to me that that's fine it's just opening up that opportunity to any women who do want to do it and feel like there's a barrier there um it's a rare occasion really now i ever get i don't know about tony i ever get anything that's a problem i'm just part of the team and part of the paddock and it's not i'm just me and i'm treated as me um yeah, it should it should just be like that. And like you say, there's more women getting into it. And I like to push that side of it. I, I do. I am quite active on on the social media side of things, um, which I enjoy doing. There's a few people who follow me who are female and they're, oh, yeah, this is really cool. I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm like, you can do it as well. <laughs> if I can inspire even one person to just get up and have a go that wouldn't have maybe maybe they didn't think it was possible um or they wouldn't be welcomed if i can prove that actually i'm i'm right in the thick of it all regardless then my job's done really yeah and it's removing that kind of apprehension and tony do you think if you were to start like just say go back to when you were 16 or 17 and you're starting out now would you feel that there is um kind of less of that mental barrier than maybe what there was when you started or did you ever feel like it was there when you started that time anyway I, you see, personally, I have actually been very privileged and I never felt that that barrier was there. But in recent years, I've worked out why that is. And it's because I grew up in a car garage with my dad. So I never, mm. <clears throat> being around men all the time was just completely normal to me. It didn't is that, is that the same for you? Sorry to cut across you. Is that the same for you? Say that. <laughs> We're literally like twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm starting to get freaked out now. <laughs> I'm back. I'm here, Come back, Kevin. Come yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's scary that's actually really scary it's but yeah insane. i mean that, that that would explain it though wouldn't it but it does explain it you see and this is it like i am so like kevin you will know this from personal chats and i think anybody that, that that listens to my series as well will know like that i am so into like the mind and the psychology side of things and, and how things happen the way they happen and that is one of the things i've been looking at like is, is why was i comfortable and that's like sarah is more proof that like the only reason kind of we feel particularly comfortable to be there is because we're not intimidated by men. So I, I do think motorsport in general has to do more to include women and make that effort so as they understand, because as Sarah and I will say, when you're there, it's grand. Like nobody actually treats you any different. Um, so it's, it's not when you're there, it's the feeling comfortable enough to get in in the first place. You know, and I think mm. I never had any issues with it because it was so normal to me i grew up around it um but i suppose if i'm if i'm brutally honest like i would actually be quite disappointed in the lack of female numbers um in terms of drivers in ireland over the last 10 or 15 years we have had a handful and they've all been brilliant but there, there should be more you know what i mean like there should just be more like um and so 
I still think as a sport, as um, different clubs and, and different things like that there, you know, we, we do need to be doing more. Um, it just has to, women aren't ever going to feel comfortable until there's an effort made, like the hand has to be put out to say, come on ahead, mm. like this is actually great crack. It is a safe place for you to be. It's a welcoming place for you to be, come on ahead. Um, we all know what it's like to try and get into new groups or new places. And it's, I think, um, yeah, I, th I think it's that it's that usual story of, of privilege. Like people in the privileged positions need to kind of put the hand out and, and help people to, to, to join in. Um, and so I would love to see more being done. Um, I know there's there, there are things being done at the moment, but I would love to see a bit more being done. That being said, to be fair, in the last 10 years, the number of female co-drivers has like skyrocketed. And mm -hmm. that's amazing to see. Like, I couldn't believe it going back this year. You know, I was around the Tarmac Championship, obviously, quite a bit. And the amount of, you know, females walking around the service area, you know, with rally suits, helmets and stuff like that there. So, you know, they're competing. Um, and it's class. Like, uh, you know, Sarah and I are so happy to have each other on this journey that we're going on. So, it's like we love to see each other like it, it you know it's a lovely thing to see so um i think we just need to keep working at it you know mm. and what will you be doing between now and then i suppose from your own point of view to maybe manifest positive thoughts and and prepare for uh for the whole thing well i need to go out the back wheel driving out <laughs> i need to remember how to drive one of them um but yeah definitely like i'm back at the gym i'm trying to get like strength in my arms again to try and um just feel a wee bit more comfortable behind the wheel like um and like sure motorsport as we always say like it's 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 a sport where it's actually quite hard to, to practice as such so it's just kind of about um the, all the small things you can do in between so uh i just have to try and find a wee back wheel drive and get around even a field for god's sake would do me mm -hmm. at this stage so that's what i'm at i don't know what sarah's doing but that's what i'm at um yeah kind of the same really just prepare myself mentally for something different um really looking forward to trying something a little bit different and i've done a little bit of rear wheel drive stuff but everything really that i've raced this year it's been a front wheel drive championship so it's still going to be a little bit different and the muscle memory and stuff's going to have to i have to really switch it on and, and try and remember which end i'm driving it from but um yeah it just just get ready for it really try and promote it a little bit as well um see if we can get any interest in that and even just people just following it following the journey and um seeing what's going on if that's enough to kind of spur people on to kind of watch us throughout and watch the, the barbados pages for next year it might even just click people to go actually these guys have been over and done it um actually that looked really really good maybe i'll maybe i'll put an entry in next year hopefully we can get some mm -hmm. of that as well yeah last question to both you right so given the media background and the competitive background is there any comparison to be made whatsoever do you find both of them very very enjoyable or is there just something that doesn't replace the raw adrenaline sarah I'll start with you um for me they're completely different um i find a lot of joy in both for me the competitive side of it is been something that's been a long time coming for me personally um like i say with similar to tony i guess watching people grow up racing and and being involved in it all your life you've always had that little sort of niggle there that you really really want to get behind the wheel yourself and have a go and i've been really lucky to do some really cool stuff um over the years before i started even competing so to be able to have done the season this year is really it's been a it's been a dream um 
So you can't, nothing can match that. Nothing can match the sheer fear and excitement all at the same time when you're lining up on the grid ready to, to set off. Um, on a race that's it's just such a rush it's really cool um and getting the driver skill stuff right doing corners right it's, it's it's a real rush that you can't replace with anything else but equally to me the media work that I've done being involved on a, a different side um for me I've always felt a lot of joy from that as well because I can completely understand and relate to those drivers when you've finished a, a race or a heat and I, I rip the door open, the last thing they want to do is talk to me because they're, they're either very angry because they've done it wrong or <laughs> they're very excited because they've just done really, really well. Um, and I'm there shoving a microphone um, in their face and I'm sure they wished I would go away at times. But I love that because I get completely get how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I would be just as excited as they are and you can get that real reaction from people um, straight out the car, basically. It's not a, an interview afterwards when the adrenaline's worn off it's it's sort of live stuff and that side of it's really cool as well deadly tony yeah like i would echo everything sarah say and they're really like um i think from like a pure joy point of view i would absolutely say that the driving is just um it's just that is where my joy in life comes from i think um and nothing has i have worked hard and searched hard over the last couple of years like 10 years specifically um like nothing replaces it you know um but at the same time like yeah like there's such enjoyment and fulfillment comes from the media side of it too because like as sarah says you know i've done the end of stage lights on from the or on the radio so i've i've I know exactly what you're talking about like when you're getting that raw emotion like and it's class you do not get feedback like it anywhere else but then in the service parks like from say like even a selfish point of view like to be able to ask these guys like you know what are you doing here what are you doing there what does that feel like you know that's just such an interesting thing to me anyway um they are an awful lot calmer they can definitely think about what they're saying a wee bit more but you're still getting like such amazing like information from people that are doing something that you love and generally speaking they're doing quite well you know so it's just it, all, all of it to me to be honest feels like a privilege uh whether it's driving years ago or driving now to be able to do that and to have that level of joy like i was teaching my nieces and nephews how to drive a quad last year um in the summertime and that that flinging the quarter around like that gives me as much joy as rallying every day you know um but like the same thing with um the interviews as well like it just feels like such a privilege to be able to stand and chat to these people at such particularly at such vulnerable moments you know we're such kind of joyous moments for them um so i don't know to to love the sport as much as we do um and to be able to do any of what we get to do, it all just seems like, as I say, a huge privilege. And I, I just feel so lucky to actually be involved in it at all. Yeah, and um, from the six competitive miles that I've done recently, uh, I've struggled since to compare what it's felt like. So, yeah, it was a 1.6k six times. Yeah, about six miles straight, that's what it is on the button. Um, I fail to understand how you can go through that whole rush of adrenaline. Um, you know, have it for five minutes, whatever you go to the car, ten minutes, then be like, you know, it's left your body. But then it just builds back up again. <laughs> and it's like, the what's that song? Eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Something <laughs> like that, but a rally version. Um, I, I've struggled to get my head around it. So I have not found anything that I can think of to compare 
to what that's like. And I was just sitting in there, there was no notes or anything, just there for the spin. I couldn't imagine what it was like going through a, a stage, be it uh, driving or as a co-driver. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's pretty cool what what you're about to do. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you again. I think the next time we'll be chatting to Tui will actually be in Barbados live. So, yes. uh, yeah, that's going to be quite exciting. And you'll have, I don't know, at that particular stage, sure, you'll have a flavour of it. You'll uh-huh. be after competing, I think, will you, at that stage? I think like we'll have done the, the stage rally. yeah we'll have done the stage rally Sarah. Yeah. So like I'll I'll be a nervous wreck at the thought of what's to come. <laughs> Sarah will have had her experience done the rally stages like. Yeah, that's deadly. So yeah, we'll be slap bang in the middle of it then in Barbados. So look, all I can do is say the very best luck, Tony and Sarah, and thanks a million for having a chat with us here today. All right. Thanks, thanks a million, Kevin.